Good evening. We are at another edition of Did You Know? And we have a special guest today, and we'd like for you to introduce yourself. Uh, my name is Chad Anderson. I'm a faculty professor here at Brookdale Community College. And also, um, could you tell the people how many years you've been at Brookdale? Well, we're starting from when I started working. I started working here back in 1997, so we're looking at a little over 20 years, about 22 years. I came here fresh out of college. Wow, what college did you go to? I, um, well, originally, honestly, I started at Brookdale Community College. I was a student from 93 to 95, uh, fresh out of high school, and I went to Brookdale because uh, it was affordable, and it was, my grades weren't fantastic when I was a high school student, so I came here to Brookdale, um, did really well, excelled, and then I moved on to Monmouth University uh, and got my bachelor's degree in communications from Monmouth. Mm. Uh, That's great. What drives you to come back to actually be a teacher here? Um, it wasn't even that I wanted to be a teacher. Um, when I graduated from Monmouth, uh, my dream, my aspiration was to work in video, work in video production and, and be involved in video and audio production. I was, I was an AV geek, if you will, and I wanted to do that. Uh, at the time, I felt like I didn't have enough experience and didn't have enough qualifications to do that. What I did do really well was I was really good when I was at Monmouth University. I was kind of the, the class nerd, and so being the class nerd, what I really excelled at doing was helping other students do well in their classes. Um, I had a lot of uh, fellow classmates or colleagues um, as I was graduating who were not so strong or who had difficulties and challenges in their work. And I was just obnoxiously helpful. And mm -hmm. being obnoxiously helpful, one of the things I did was I would help other students in my class, hey, you need a hand with that, you need a hand with this, you need a hand with this, you need help passing the classes. And when I graduated from Monmouth, I remember thinking to myself, I don't know if I'm qualified enough, I don't know if I have enough experience or enough technical knowledge, I don't know if I have enough work to work for a huge New York film company or television broadcast station or something like that. What I am really good at is I'm really good at helping other students do well in their classes. And I'm really, I have a special you know, niche for that. And so a job opened up for a assistant at Brookdale. And I thought, well, this is perfect. This is what I do on a, on voluntarily on a regular basis, is help students pass their classes. And so I got hired here, I applied and I got hired here as a learning assistant uh, at Brookdale. And now what do you teach the students here at Brookdale? So I try to teach my students a little bit of everything um, in terms of the way the market goes, the way the, the field of audio, video, communications goes, uh, the industry is looking for people who know a little bit of everything. Uh, so I'm constantly trying to learn a little bit of everything. So now, as a faculty member, I am teaching a, an audio production class, a television production class, a video editing class, a film theory class, a 3D modeling class, a visual effects and animation class. <laughs> it's a little bit of everything. Yes, uh, I see. You know, there are some faculty members here who teach one class, and they do it extremely well, but they teach that one class for five, six sections. I, I have a different, different class every single day, and it's a different subject and a different, different area of expertise every single day. But that's what, that's what I like to exemplify for my students, because the, the industry is looking for you to be well-rounded. Um, they want the audio person who knows a little bit of video. They want the animation person who knows a little bit of audio. They want the, 
They want the, 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 the video editor, editor who knows a little bit of visual effects, who knows a little bit of animation, who knows a little bit of audio. Um, all those kind of things, they want that person who has a little bit of knowledge in, in all those areas. And that's kind of what we teach here, is we teach, you know, in the program, if you look at the communications media degree options, uh, you look at people who we, we kind of urge students to take, a, to, a, you know, a sampler platter of a little bit of everything, because you never know where your job is going to be. We get a lot of audio students who come and say, oh, I'm going to work in a recording studio, and that's what I'm going to do, I'm going to work in a recording studio. My first audio job outside of teaching was never working in a recording studio. I was working in a, in a, in a web design company doing audio production for web animation. That's where my first audio job was. My second audio job was doing audio for uh, sports video at the, at the Meadowland Sports Complex doing harness racing and doing audio for that. I wasn't working in the studio, I was working on a, on a video production, so I had to know video production. My third audio job was doing uh, audio for television commercials. It wasn't it wasn't in a studio. It was again working with working with a film crew and understanding those aspects of audio production in that field in that capacity. So your next job is not going to be, you know, necessarily exactly what you thought it was going to be, but it might be something related that you didn't know that oh someone's looking for for video work there, someone's looking for audio work in that field, or someone's looking for animation work in that field and now you need to know about how animation works with web design, or how audio works for theater production, or how video works in um, the business world, mm. those kind of things. Did you have any idea when you were sitting here as a Brookdale student that you would later come back and actually be a supervisor here in Brookdale? You know, no I didn't, but, I, but it's, it's, it's kind of silly because I probably should have. Hmm. Um, I was, like my, the way that I, the way that my personality was, and it was you know, for better or for worse, I was a student who would sit in class, and when the teacher would say something in class, whatever class I was in, even in grade school, I remember when I was in grade school, uh, the teacher would say something, and a student would give a quizzical look on their face, a student sitting next to me in the class would give a quizzical look on their face and not understand what the teacher meant. I'd be the one leaning over whispering, no, 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 what they meant was this, that, and the other thing. And you know, I was a student who, when I learned something in school, I'd run home and tell my friends about it and explain it because I had just learned something and now I want to share that information, mm. share that knowledge, and explain it to someone else. Um, and when I started getting involved in teaching here, I was like, man, my whole life, all I've wanted to do is break things down and explain to someone else. Mm. That's like, I can't help myself to do that. I can't help myself to you know, receive some information or receive some knowledge and then pass on to somebody else and tell them it's like, and so it's, it's, it's kind of a challenge for my students because I'm, I'm a constant student and I'm a constantly learning new things. I'm watching online videos to learn new things or I'm going to conferences to learn new things or I'm taking a class. I took, I took two different classes this past summer and then I learn new stuff and I'm like, well, guess what? That's going to be in the curriculum next semester because now I know it and now you have to know it too. Mm. So now... The students are just getting inundated with more and more new stuff, and I'm like, oh, I, now I want to show students how to do this. Mm. What inspires you when you get out of bed? Uh, it's, it's challenging sometimes. It's, it's, it's challenging because you get into this you know, mid-semester rut where you think the students aren't grasping it, or the students don't want to grasp it, or the students are, you know, a student will skip class, and, and there's those challenges there. 
but I look at the work that I've done, and I look at the the, the, the legacy of the work that I've done, and you know, not to brag or anything, but but you know, I've had students who've gone on to do great things. I have students who come to this program who I have seven students who come to this program who won Emmys. Um, you know, I'm proud of that that I was there, catalyst there. I'm proud of students who are working professionally at major networks, at major film companies, at at television studios, at audio recording studios, and I see them, and I run into them, you know, on the train or on the thing, and, oh, yeah, I'm working at CNN right now. Yeah, oh, yeah, I remember you. Yeah, cool. Yeah, I'm working for this film company. Yeah, I remember you. Oh, well, I'll go to a concert, and I'll see, you know, one of my students behind the audio board. And I'm like, oh, yeah, I taught you how to hold a microphone. Cool, and that transitions there. And, you know, it's when you feel like, you know, the most kind of run down about the work and trying to, you know, get through to students and struggle to, to, to get students to understand what you're talking about. And you're like, man, I, I've gone over this six times, and why am I doing this? And I'm defeated. And then, like, out of nowhere, you run into some student who you had three years ago who now works for some company, and you're like, oh, he's doing fantastically well, and he's got a six-figure job, mm. you know. I have a student right now who's, you know, post-production supervisor over at NFL Films, you know, you know, editing football games and... and those kind of things and doing that work and I'm like man you're doing good stuff he's got a six figure job and I'm like that was me that was like that was all me that was I led you down this path and I started you on this thing and I got you this connection got you there and that's amazing that's great so I noticed you said that you graduated in the 90s how do you feel about the digital world now in the 21st century you know it's not even it's, it's the digital world like I was I was kind of on the on, on, on the cusp of the digital world um, we were you know first starting to explore digital as an idea so I was kind of I was kind of raised in it uh, you know we had you know 90s we had CD we had that we had the, the technology we were starting first starting to explore digital so I got like kind of the first taste of it and I was kind of the first generation of touching the real digital world in that capacity so it was not that bad but more so you know the nature of this industry the nature of this business is it's always something new the joke I always tell is that, you know, if I was a history professor, I could teach the same stuff for the rest of my life because, you know, it's history. It never changes. You know, it's always it's always the same thing. It's always the same thing, which, you know, may seem comfortable, but actually it's kind of seems like it would be kind of boring to me because there's always something new to talk about, and there's new technology coming out, and there's, you know, there's virtual reality coming out that I'm going to have to learn about. I'm going to have to, you know, incorporate into my classes going forward. So there's always something new and there's always something exciting or different or there. So, you know, digital transla translates into, you know, high definition. Digital will now translate into into virtual reality and digital will translate into the next thing that we don't even know, you know, cybernetics or something that we don't even know is coming down the pike that I get to figure out, you know, what this button does, you know, and what this control does and what this new device is and how these things work. It's very interesting. So for a new student that's coming in, that's trying to figure out their way in projection, media, music, tech, what is your advice to them? Well, first of all, if they're coming into Brookdale, understand that like coming into Brookdale is different than coming into NYU or coming into Columbia University or coming into some you know Ivy League school like that. Uh, those schools, you're paying a ton of money. You better know what you want to do. This, you know, it costs money to come here, but it's comparatively relatively affordable. Explore. 
experiment. Try something new. Try something that you didn't know you were interested in. You know, we have a lot of students who come in who say, oh, I want to work in radio. I want to work in radio. I definitely want to work in radio. That's all I want to do. And they take an animation class, and then they fall in love with it. Or they work in television, and they say, hey, you know, I'm afraid of audio. I don't like audio at all. And they take an audio class, and they fall in love with it. That's at, you know, whatever the cost of, of tuition here is. That's, that's changing your mind is okay. Um, you can change your mind. Like I said, my when I came to Brookdale, I was going to be a film director. That was all I was going to do. I was going to be a film director. I was never going to be a teacher. And I found this and fell in love with it. And then from this, like I was never going to be a 3D modeler or a 3D animator. And you know, now in my 40s, I've started to explore 3D animation. I'm doing that now. And I'm doing that professionally as a side job as well as doing those kind of things. Um, there's always opportunity to change your mind. Um, there's always room in your life to say, you know what, I want to do this too. I want to do this. I want to approach this as well. And beyond that, my other piece of advice, I think as a, I think as a species, our whole purpose in life is to learn. Um, like, we're the species with the big brains. Um, like, we don't have the claws, we don't have the fangs, we don't have the teeth, we don't have the, we're not the, we're not, the, you know, there's other animals who can jump or run faster than us or jump higher or any of those things. We got the big brains. What are we doing with them? Our purpose in life is to learn new things. Uh, and it was funny because when I was a college student, I was like, oh man, I have to learn something new. Oh God, this is so miserable, blah, blah, whatever. And now I'm like, you know what? I want to learn this now. I want to learn this now. I don't know this. And I, and, and, it, and, it, and I find it, you know, almost like, in terms of a motivation, internally frustrating that I don't know how to do this. And I'll tell you a story. Um, two years ago, I found, unrelated to this, I found out that I have a problem that when I drive down the turnpike, uh, I see people, I go past uh, Newark Airport, mm. and I see people in planes taking off. Mm. And I thought to myself one time, I was like, and I always get fascinated by that, the fact that people can fly planes. I'm like, man, those guys must be the coolest guys in the world. They can just fly a plane. Like, how can someone just get in a plane, you know, throw that sucker up and take off a runway and, and fly into a plane? And I, was, I, I, I always found myself watching planes taken off being like, that is amazing. That is amazing that someone can do that, that someone can just take a plane, put in the air, and fly a plane off in the air. And then two years ago, I thought to myself, this isn't fair. Uh-oh. This isn't fair that somebody else gets to learn how to do that and learns how to fly a plane, and I don't. Uh-oh. So I got my pilot license just last month. Congratulations. Because I felt like, it was one of the things where I felt like, yeah, I, I got my pilot license, and I, and, I, and I took the time, and I, and I learned, and I spent a lot of money, but it was, you know, it was one of those things that was like, it's unfair that somebody else gets to do that, that somebody else gets to learn how to fly a plane, and I don't. How come you have that knowledge? That I can't? Aviator's license. Yeah, now I, now I have a pilot. Yeah, so you'll be able to drive those cars that come out because you need an aviator's license to drive the flying cars, flying cars and yeah. you now have the aviator's license, and you're a step ahead now. You're a step ahead. Yes, that's good. But yeah, that's the thing, man. Learn, learn a little bit of everything. You'll find weird stuff that you find fascinating. And man, there's time, learn it. Just try it, just try it. Take a class in something, try something. Maybe it's something you don't like, but take a class in something, learn something new. 
in like in my 40s now, all I want to do is like learn about new stuff. Um, just learn about new stuff. Like, how does that work? How is that thing? Like, and and we live in a technology now where the internet is amazing for providing new information. Mm -hmm. You know, you want to know. You know, you want to know something basic. How do they? How do they put? You know, tiling in the ceiling. How does electrical sockets work? How does how does a microphone work? How does anything work? Yeah, there's a there's somebody who who has provided information for you to learn new stuff, and there's fascinating stuff out there. That's correct. Well, that was our edition for Did You Know with the one and only Chad Anderson. And I want to say I want to thank you very much for this edition, and it's been great. Thank you. Very much. Thank you.